Amen. Amen. Can you take your Bible? Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. It contains the Word of God. It contains the Word and of God. And what it says I am. And what it says I can I do am. what it says I can do. I can do what it says I'm about I to receive I'm about to the, receive rich, the rich, unfailing, unfailing and grafted Word of God, word of God which is able to save my soul give me my inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life, my life will never be the same. Will never, be the same. Never, never the same. Never, never the again. same. In Jesus Christ's name. Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you anoint my lips. Let me declare your word as of an oracle. Let your people be blessed. Let them be anointed. Let them be touched in a new and a special way. In Jesus' precious name. Everybody say a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Kindly take your seat. And tell somebody, God is my portion. He's the lifter up of my head. My steps are washed with butter. My steps are washed with My feet are anointed with fresh oil. I am more than a conqueror. In Christ Jesus. He watches over his word. Concerning my life. To perform it. I'm moving from the back seat to the front seat. From the bottom to the top. From shame unto glory. From obscurity unto notoriety. From confusion unto Orderliness, orderliness from sickness, from sickness unto, health. unto health. I am blessed, I am blessed in all of my endeavors. Whatever I touch, Whatever I touch is, blessed. is blessed in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is our month of soul winning, a month of evangelism. And so we want to learn a bit more about why we must win souls and the benefits of souls. Now Jesus, before he left to heaven, one of the times in Luke chapter 9 verse 1 and 2, the Bible says that he gave his disciples power. Somebody say power. To me. He called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure or to heal diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He sent them. He sent them. He sent them. In our time, he's also sending us. So before he left them, after the resurrection, he called them together. And in Mark 16, 15, he said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Can I have somebody sit there with the present so that you don't slow me down? Mark 16, 15. He said, Go ye into not some of the world, but in all the world and preach a gospel to every creature. And verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, 
And he said, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. That's why you are, you've been called to cast out demons. Yeah. They will speak with new tongues. That's why we are speaking with new tongues. And it's a language that the devil doesn't understand. Anytime you speak in tongues, what you are doing is that you are dazing the devil because you are telling God something and you are saying mysteries. You are saying things that he doesn't get. When you speak your gun, your chi, your English, he gets it. But when you speak in tongues, he does not get it. And then when you pray in tongues, it doesn't make you pray selfishly, but you pray on target as well, according to the will of God. Yesterday, the shining stars came for rehearsals. And then I had some time with them. I prayed with them. And then I asked those of them who are not filled with the Holy Spirit. And they said, I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, you know, what came to me is that kids as young as two, three years can be filled with demons. And if they can be filled with demons, then the same kids also can open up their spirit for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So right outside on the staircase, I led them to receive Jesus. I preached them. I led them to receive Jesus. They prayed the salvation prayer. And I taught them about the Holy Spirit. And I prayed for the Holy Spirit baptism for them. And they started speaking in tongues. Right there. Yeah. yeah. They started speaking in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Made these kids, all of them. Is it? Makafui, Eliana, and Naki, and all of them. You could just speak in the tongue. Sandra, Philip, your daughter. Eh? When she came, did she tell you that she was speaking in tongues? Yeah. Her daughter is speaking in tongues. You have to bring me an offering. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. 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 It's something people struggle about. And then get kids. So we are introducing them to the power of the Holy Spirit. I asked one of them, say, Do you know Bakwakwa? He said, I don't know. He said, It's the ever name for Holy Spirit. You shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you get when you minister to people, one of the things that authenticates and seals up their salvation is that pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for them. Then they do not doubt their salvation. I'm sure it's a secret. It's a key. So Amen. Can sempa etre na obibje Christo tumwa ni ebe man edimu kesi ni se ni pakono benya kwain akak kasawuro. So Jesus told his disciples, go and preach. Okachere suya for mu kwa namu kwa can sempa no. And then when you go, you cast out demons. Namu can sempa ni yamu be tu ahumwa. You will take up serpents. Mu be if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So it means that to become born again, you are given tremendous spiritual ability. But most importantly, it's a salvation of souls. 
That's what Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why is it that God doesn't want people to perish? Because the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For already all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now where did we fall short of the glory of God? When man disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. So all of humanity acquired the nature of the devil when our foreparents Adam and Eve submitted to the devil. And the nature of the devil is to sin. Adam, any Eve, are you following me? Just like we all inherit genes, we've all inherited genes. The way we speak, the way our heights, our skin color, the way we do certain things is because of our genetic constitution, what we have inherited. So if you look at yourself, realize that you look at like your parents in one way or the other. So, and then your parents look like their parents. So when you stand there in the family, you see that three generations, four generations, you look at, like certain people as a result of the transfer of genes. And according to the first Mendelian law, it says that genes are transferred from one generation to another without any alteration except there's a mutation. And so the sin nature is also transferred from one generation to another except the mutation. And the mutation is that Jesus Christ steps in. And when Jesus steps in, he cuts off that sinful life and that which was making you to walk in a wrong lifestyle, you stop and you begin to live a new life. If for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it means that our own good works cannot save us. And the Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Amen. Amen. The wages of sin, that means that the penalty or the salary for our sinful nature is that we should die. But that death is not talking about just physical death, but to be separated from the life of God. So anybody who is not born again, anybody born onto the earth, the moment the mother gave birth to the child, and the baby came out, the baby, that child has been separated from the life of God. Until that child comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior, the child is spiritually dead. But the Bible says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So when we receive Jesus Christ, we receive God's own kind of life. That is a mutation. You receive a new life which is superimposed upon your life and helps you to now to live a life that glorifies God. So it's the nature of every human being to sin. If, you do, if somebody doesn't, and the, the human being, the unbeliever does not sin, then there's something wrong. So be a only Christo or Nyabonia, 
But when you receive Christ, he gives you the power to overcome the sin nature. That is why advice doesn't change people. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says that he that sins is of the devil. He that sins is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. 1 John 3, 8. He that sins is of the devil. He who sins of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. But he said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why we say, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, so that Whoever believes in him and accepts the fact that he, Jesus, came to die on the cross and on the third day he raised up, was raised up in glory, then that person is also raised up. So when Christ died, you died with him, and when he was raised up, you were raised up together with him into newness of life. So anybody who received Jesus Christ is raised up into a new life in Christ. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone be in Christ, he is, not he will be, he is a new creation, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God. And the Bible says in John 3, 18 and 36, these are scriptures that you must, everybody must know. Someone say, must know scriptures. Must know scriptures. Yeah. Don't say, why is pastor preaching about this thing? These are the fundamentals of Christian faith. These are the things that every Christian must know. If you're a Christian, you should be able to preach what I'm preaching. This, uh, I'm, I'm preaching a summary of what you're supposed to be preaching. Are you getting me? Yeah. So more or less, I'm, I'm showing you what to preach. And I'm explaining to you why you must preach to the person because the person's soul is dead. Anybody who doesn't receive Christ Jesus, no matter how nice the person looks, the person's spirit is dead. And the moment the person dies physically, the person will go to hell. The person is spiritually dead and the person will go to hell. But when the person repents and receives Jesus as the Lord and Savior, he shall be saved. That's what Jesus said. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe in him is condemned already. Who does not believe in him, Jesus, is condemned already. Because every sinner is already condemned. Are you guessing me? But he that believes not, he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, in John 3, 36, the Bible says, John 3, 36, some of you are not writing. I said, John 3, 36, you didn't write. John 3, 36, I'm giving you scriptures. He who believes, let's read together. He who he believes in the, the Son has, has everlasting life. life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So do you believe in the Son? Yes. Then the Bible says that you have. So somebody said, I have. I have everlasting life, everlasting which is life. God's own kind of life. Amen. And because of that, because I can live the life of God, which is a life of joy, a life of victory, a life of a winner. Hallelujah. He who believes in the Son, not will have, but has. The moment you believe in the Son, you have 
everlasting life. But he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God, the anger of God. Wrath is extreme anger. It means that Jesus, God has paid the price to give his most precious gift to you, and you rejected it. So God is not happy with you. Did you write the John 3.36? John 5.24? John 5.24. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him. Watch this. He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was saying, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but has passed from death unto life. Wow. So when you hear the word of God and you believe in Jesus, you have everlasting life. And because you have everlasting life, you have moved from spiritual death unto spiritual life. Wow. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. And that's the reason why we have to preach. Now, when you read, let me just add some Roman version to you. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, and Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 12. Let's do Romans 5, 12, Romans 5, 8. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin. That death spread to all men because all sinned. Have you seen it? Through one man, Adam, sin entered the world. So through Adam, you see the nations and the tribes of the world, they sin. People of the world sin and they do bad things. And originally man was not supposed to die, but sin brought about death. That's why that through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. And that's death spread to all men because all sinned. Verse 13, let's look at what he's saying. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there's no law. Okay, now jump to Romans 5.8. Romans 5.8. But now, God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God commended. The King James says, God commended. God demonstrated. God showed to us his love. In that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't it amazing? amazing. When you were bad, when you were lying, when you were wicked, when we were stealing, when we were doing the worst of things, God still said, I love these guys too much. I want to save them. I want to deliver them. I don't want them to go to hell. And so he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for humanity. And if you know this, then you must know that, you, one, you have an antidote for your own salvation and an antidote for the salvation of other humanity. So if you do not spread the good news, then I don't think you are a nice person. But I know you are a nice person. Yes. You are a good person. Yes. And so you want others to know the way. And that's why Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Hey, is anybody who wants to know the Father? Yes. I'm the way. 
Is there anybody who wants to have prosperity? I'm the way. Is there anybody who wants to have eternal life? I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. That means that I am the signpost Amen. unto eternity. Amen. Amen. So every, every member in the church, every Christian must have a certain heart. Amen? Amen. And he must have, he must be an evangelist at heart. Tell somebody, be an evangelist at heart. Be an evangelist at heart. Amen. And you must know that you are standing in the midst of a great harvest of souls. So you must concentrate at the harvesting of souls. If you, you see, when you're a Christian, when you get born again and you don't concentrate on winning souls, you'll be distracted by other things. You'll be distracted by money, positions, and popularity. Your heart will be, every time your heart will be seeking for material things. But it is a spiritual thing for a, a, a Christian to see souls, see the harvest. When you see people, you must see harvest. So you must include in your duties and in your responsibilities the harvesting of souls through the preaching of the gospel. So why, why should we, why should you become a soul winner? Party, the first reason is that without a, a harvest, there will be no souls or sheep to care for. Without a harvest in the church, there will be no souls to care for. You see, in every church, we need various groups. This morning, we had, you came to the church, the church was looking clean because there were people who cleaned the place. Asha cleaned the place, intercessors prayed. Um, what, we have different choirs that have sung unto us. Is that right? That means that there are people that are doing various work. So without souls in the church, a lot of things cannot be done, even including the sponsoring of the work of the Lord. When the church grows, we'll have more suitable marriage partners in the church. More business contacts in the church. You will find your own in the church. You will find your friends in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it is important for us to make sure that the church grows. That is why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5. That he should do the work of an evangelist. He said, Watch down in the things and your afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Tell your friend, do the work of an evangelist. What does an evangelist do? You see, Paul, no, Timothy was a pastor. Are you getting me? Timothy was a pastor in the church of Ephesus, and yet. 
Paul told him, do the work of an evangelist. So it means that you can be a singer, but do the work of an evangelist. You can be an engineer, do the work of an evangelist. You are an usher, do the work of an evangelist. You are, you are an intercessor, do the work of an evangelist. You are, you are a teacher of the word of God, do the work of an evangelist. You are in the, in the traffic directing team, do the work of an evangelist. Everything that revolves around the, uh, that revolves around the work of God, or whatever is involved in the work of God, the end result is a salvation of souls. Can I have an amen? Amen. So it's important to do the work of an evangelist, and you can only do the work of an evangelist when you have the heart of an evangelist. Sir, as I'm Amen. Amen. And when you come to the church, you are taken care of, you are spiritually fed. The reason is so that you will bear fruit. Amen. Amen. John 15, 16. Jesus said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you that you may go and bear fruit and that your fruit will abide. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, why do we also have to win more souls? The next point is to avoid the mistake of polishing the same coin several times over. In Luke chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. Luke chapter 15, 8 and 9. Look at about a woman who had 10 pieces of silver. She lost one. And the Bible says that she and seek it diligently. Seek it diligently. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I had lost. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can gather from this scripture that there's one lost coin that God wants his people to go out and get. You see, no matter how much amount of money you have, if you to lose something is a very painful thing. In course of that last week, the mommy was looking for something of hers. And I realized that she was scrambling all over the place. Combing all over. Trying to look for it. And she said, It's not good to lose something. At all. And I told myself, This is a good message. It's not good to lose a soul. It's not good to lose, get somebody to go to hell. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not good. I mean, when, when you have 100 cities and your 10 cities gets missing, it's like something, something has been taken away from you. You feel, ah, why should I lose this? Is that not it? And you keep looking, even though you've got 90 cities, you are still looking for your 10 cities. Why should my 10 cities get missing? I must find my 10 cities. For some people, even if it is one city, they must get the one city back. One red road, Manchester United road, they must get it. They must get it by all means. But, and the beautiful thing is that when you find what you have lost, 
a certain joy comes to you. A certain excitement comes to you. And that's the same way that when you find a soul, there's joy that bubbles in your heart and heaven rejoices. May you attract joy in heaven. The next reason why we must reach out to souls is that soul winning provokes the highest heavenly support and backing for our lives. Luke chapter 15 verse 10. Luke There you see that there's a divine spiritual reaction anytime we bring a soul into the house of the Lord. He said, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So it means that the response from heaven will be happiness. Divine provision. Joy. Prolongation of days. And blessings for the one who ministers. So every time a person witnesses, he provokes God's provision. God will bring certain blessings in the way of the person who works for him. You will benefit from the principle of Sowing and reaping. So when you sow, you reap. So when you sow by, by winning souls, God will let you reap blessings. Can I have an amen? Amen. So anybody who wants to be really blessed, Angela, are you listening to me? Crap. Are you listening to me? Yeah, look at me. Stop talking. Anybody who wants to be blessed? Get involved in the bandwagon of winning souls. Can I have an amen? Amen. Remember that when you win a soul for the Lord, you are following the example of Jesus Christ. Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.15 This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm, I'm, I'm a chief. 1 Timothy 1.15 not 16. Then Luke chapter 19 verse 10 He said for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. So the church of God must emphasize on finding and saving souls. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody, our work is to find and save souls. Say, my duty as a Christian is to find and save souls. And because of that, the first leaders Christ spoke to, he told them about soul winning. In Matthew 4.19, Jesus told his disciples, follow me 
and I will make you fishers of men. So when you hear the word fisherman, it means somebody who fishes for men. Those who fish for fish are fisher fish. Then there's a fisher money. Fisher girls. Uh, fisher boys. Fisher dresses. But God has called us with the highest calling. That he said, Jesus said, follow me. And when you follow me, I will make you. Are you a follower of Jesus? It means that every follower of Jesus is made into a fisherman. He said, I will make you. It means that you must be trained to become. When you are making something, it means you mold it. It means you turn it around. It means you invest something into it. So as I'm preaching to you, I am declaring to you, and I'm making you into a fisherman as a representative of Jesus Christ, and telling you that the best profession you can be engaged in is to become a fisherman and join the business of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In order to become important, you must join important businesses. That's the reason why most people want to become bankers. It's prestigious to work for Bank of Ghana, to work in the law fraternity, to, to, to work in certain corporate institutions, but there's no institution that is as honorable as working for the king of kings and the lord of lords hey, hallelujah Amen. and any institution you work for they may pay you but your blessing ends on earth they pay you they give you salary according to how you are worth in their eyes but when you work for God he doesn't just pay you he doesn't give you a salary on earth but he gives you a blessing and in heaven you have eternal life both on earth and then one day when you leave this body you'll be with him forever and ever in a blissful place what a blessing I said what a blessing and that's the reason why you must join this team to win souls for the Lord can I have an amen? Amen. You see, the people who do not win souls, what happens is that they, they are used by the devil. Because an idle mind is the workshop of the devil. And the church that doesn't do anything the members who don't do anything you will, you will find out that it becomes a place full of quarrels and hurts and wounds so one of the ways to minimize quarrels hurts and wounds in the church is to aggressively be engaged in soul winning. Can I have an amen? Amen. 
So when we are not activity oriented, in terms of reaching souls and being involved in the work of God, we have too much time for the devil for him to use us. By God's grace, the school that I attended, there was so much activity. Your competition was so keen that you have no time to look at your friend and be complaining. We were friends because everybody wanted his friend to help him so that he can do better in maths and in science and other things. And everybody was aiming at doing something serious. So you could say that I, quarrels were minimum. Compared to other schools, where you especially the where you have boys and girls school, and you see boys quarrelling over girls, girls quarrelling over boys, and unnecessary bickering. Here, everybody was focused on trying to do something. Because when you get ninety-two percent, you will not be in first twenty. You may be surprised that you can get 95. And number 25, you'll not be there. Because those who have scored 99 99 quarters. There are about five people that have scored there. 99 and a half. 99 and a half. Then 98. So if you want to win a prize, can I have an amen? amen? But I see you doing well. I see you winning souls. I see you getting involved in the work of the ministry. And as you are doing that, I see God's covering and protection coming upon your life. I see God's hand coming upon you. I see great joy coming unto you. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 3 and 17, the Bible says, Jesus appointed unto them the 70 and sent them two by two before his face into every city and every place. And then the verse 17, the 70 returned again. You see, he sent them two by two. So I said two by two. This year, look for a partner and say, you, you are my, my evangelism partner. As Jesus sent them two by two, we do two by two. We are going. The Bible says one shall put to fly the thousand but two ten thousand. So between me and you, we shall put to fly to uh, ten thousand. And they went and ministered. The Bible says that demons bowed to them. And the seventy returned again with joy. Somebody said, with joy. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. It means that when you evangelize, something will come into your heart. The joy of the Lord will become your strength. Joy will come to you. Instead of focusing on your problems, anybody with problems, if you want the problems to go away. Focus on, on Jesus and his gospel. 
ne, ne preach to the lost. And when you preach the gospel to the lost, they will be saved and joy will come to you. And finally, when you preach, you are spiritually energized. When you preach, I said, when you preach, you have a purpose for your Christian life. You see, most Christians, their purpose is just to come to church, receive nice messages, get pro be told that they will prosper, and they will go to heaven one day. But so winning gives meaning to your Christianity. In Ephesians 2 10, the Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So the reason for your salvation is good works. Somebody says that I have been saved for good works to save others. Many Christians backslide because they have no purpose for being in church. Sometimes people don't come to church because they don't have a purpose. In fact, a lot of times, it is when you have a responsibility in church that you are even drawn more to church. Let's be very honest with ourselves. At that time that you don't feel like coming to church, sometimes you don't have the... And when you are working, so at that time you don't feel like going to work, but you know that you must be there. You know that there's an assignment for you which is waiting for you. So when you know that there's an assignment waiting for you, it will let you come to church. When you know there's an assignment waiting for you, you will do the work of the ministry. You will preach the gospel. And when you preach, salvation will come to you. Salvation will come to people. Help will come to you. And finally note that when you preach, God will bring divine protection to you. Is there anybody who wants divine protection? When you work for any company, the company protects you. Have you realized that there are some people who, they are protected by police because of the work they do, their positions? So when you work for God, God's spiritual police will protect you. Hallelujah! Amen. Let me give you two quick scriptures. You want it? Do you want them? Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn, for this is what? The heritage of the servants of the Lord. So if you're a servant of the Lord, then no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You didn't say amen. Are you a servant of the Lord? Tell somebody, because I'm a servant of the Lord, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay, take the last scripture home. This is a bonus for you. Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. Woo! It's a wonderful scripture. Somebody say, wonderful. Wonderful. Vundaba. Yeah. Amen. Psalm, 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 90, Psalm 91, verse 14. Everybody, let's read together. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Hallelujah. Amen. So, make it personal. Say, because I've set my love, 
Upon him, God, he will deliver me. And God said, I will set him on high because he has known my name. If you know his name, oh, we used to sing a song. I know his name. I know his name. His name is wonderful. I know his name. I know his name. I know his name. His name is miracle. I know his name. I know his name. I know his name. His name is mighty God. I know his I know, I know his name. I know his name. His name is wonderful. I know, I know, I know, I know his name. I know his name. His name is wonderful. I know his name. I know his name. The Bible says that I will set him on high because he has known my name and is preaching my name. Woo! Hallelujah! And I like it verse 15. Everybody read it together. He shall call upon me, and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Oh! That's only when I call on him, he will answer me. I, he will be with me in trouble. You see, sometimes people are going through some challenge. He said, God has left him. No, no, no. God says, I'll be with you in trouble. He's with you. He said, Lord, I'm with you always. That's why Matthew 20, 28, verse 18 to 20, he said, go and make disciples and, and teach them. He said, Lord, I am with you always. Always means all the ways, including the good ways and the bad ways, including the highways and the byways, including times when you are poor and times when you are rich, including times when you are down and times when you are up. So wherever you are, God says, I am I am, not I will be, I am with you always. And that's why he said, you shall call upon him and say, I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. Not I may, but I will. He is with you. Then he said, I will deliver him. As he delivered Daniel from the lion's den, so that the lion lost appetite to eat Daniel. The enemy will lose appetite to eat you up. Hey, the three Hebrew boys, they took them to the fire. They were going to throw them, but the throwers were rather bent. And, and they never smell. There, there's no smell of smoke around them. Your enemies shall rather be thrown into the fire. They shall be consumed. Oh! Like Mordecai, they prepare. Uh, uh, Mordecai will prepare. Uh, 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 Mordecai, a uh, uh, Haman will prepare the, the gallows, thinking that you are going to be hung on it. But the one who prepared the gallows, he shall be hung on it himself. The one who dug the pit, they shall fall into themselves. Amen. Because the Bible says that you shall run through your troops and you shall leap over your walls. Amen. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. Hey, that's why it's important to call upon the name of the Lord. That is why you don't have to miss the miracle zone prayer on Thursdays. And that's why you don't have to miss the teaching service on, on Wednesday where we, we, we pray, we teach and pray. And that's why you don't have to miss the Friday services whereby we have time to pray together. Because Bible says one shall put to flight a thousand, but two, ten thousand. Ooh! Amen. He said, I will deliver him. 
But not only will I deliver him, but I will honor him as well. This month, may the Lord honor you. This week, may the Lord honor you. To be honored means to be lifted up. May you be lifted up. To be honored means you are placed on a pedestal of glory. May you be placed on a pedestal of glory. To be honored means that to be treated in a, with speciality. May you be treated with speciality. May you be a special person. And the verse 16, I love it. Let's read together. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Isn't it a blessing? It's a blessing. So when you serve the Lord, you shall be blessed. You shall be protected. Because Exodus 23, 25, and 26 says that you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and water. You want your blessing, your bread and water to be blessed? You shall serve the Lord. Say, I shall serve. Exodus 23, 25, 26. Let's read that scripture and we are done. Exodus 23, 25, and 26. Exodus 23, 25, and 26. Oh my. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water. May the Lord bless your bread and water. He says that I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Verse 26. And he says that in the number of your days, there shall nothing cause their young nor be buried. It means that there shall be no miscarriage. Amen. It means that when you stay with the man, when man says, I love you, he will love you and he will marry you. Amen. It means that when you have sown a good seed, you receive the harvest out of it. Amen. It means that when you have labored, you will get the fruit out of it. Amen. There shall nothing cause their young nor be buried in your land and the number of your days I will fulfill. You will not die, but you live to declare the works of the Lord. The glory of God shall be your portion. Amen. May the Lord bless you. The Lord Amen. keep you. Amen. The Lord cause his face to shine Amen. on you. May you walk in victory. Amen. May you walk in honor. Amen. May you be a soul winner. Amen. May you excel in all that you do. Amen. Your hand that is lifted up. Jesus. I declare that your hands, may you be made a champion. Yes. I declare that this church, the Bible says that I, I will say that I will, I, will, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. May we not be few, and may, may we not be small. May the people in the church, may the church grow in numbers, grow spiritually. May our men not be small. May they be important. May they be anointed. May they be special. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Lift your hand and say, Father. Father. Today I pray. Today I pray. Anoint me. Anoint me. And use me. Use me. To be a faithful. To be a faithful. Soul winner. Soul winner. To see, to the, see the harvest. The harvest. When I see people. When I see people. May I see souls. May I see souls. And use me. Use me as an agent, as an agent to touch my family, to touch my family, my community, my community, my friends, my friends. Let my mouth, let my mouth be the gateway, be the gateway for people, for people to get into eternity, to get into eternity. Through Jesus, Jesus, I pray, O God, I pray, God, anoint me, anoint me. That when I preach, that when I preach, confirm my word, confirm my word with signs, with signs, wonders, wonders, and miracles following, and miracles following. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you are here and you are not sure of your salvation, 
When you die, you don't know where you're going to go to. I once met a Muslim, I was ministering to him. And I said, where are you going to go to when you die? He said, well, I'm not sure. And uh, maybe he said, it depends. I said, depends on what? He said, depends on when I do good. And I started talking to him. And I said, do you know Anabi Isa? Because Jesus Christ, Anabi Isa. And I started trying to, I started preaching to him. Hallelujah. And he knew, he, I mean, he got a gospel. I said, would well, you want to accept Christ? He said, I want to go and think about it and come. But I've sown a seed in the heart. This week, sow a seed in somebody's heart. This week, sow a seed of prayer. And the seed of the word of God. Can I have an amen? Amen. But so if you are here and you want to say, Preacher, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I want this life to come into me. I want you to raise your right hand so I will pray with you wherever you are. You want your name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want you to raise your right hand so I can pray with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, my King, and my Master. From today, I submit my spirit, my soul unto you. Take charge. Use me for your glory. Amen. Father, I pray that your people will be planted in your house and flourish in your court. I pray amazing miracles and amazing testimonies will come to them in the precious name of Jesus. If you are sick in any part of your body, put your hand over there. If you are believing God for a miracle, put your hand on your chest. I want to pray for you in Jesus Christ's name. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for your touch of healing from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. I rebuke every disease. I rebuke, I curse the hold of darkness in your lives in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of fear out. I rebuke, I, I rebuke the spirit of condemnation. I curse every satanic assignment to lose their power in the precious name of Jesus. I pray that their heavens will be open. Whatever breakthrough they need, be healed in your head, be healed in your ear, be healed in your back, be healed in your loins, be healed in your waist, be healed in your chest, be healed in your heart, be healed in your in your liver and your kidneys be healed in every in your muscles uh, and in your tissues uh, be healed uh, in, in in your organs uh, and be, in, in your glands uh, in the precious name of jesus and i speak miracles i speak financial breakthroughs i speak open doors i speak marriages i speak children i speak babies i call forth the glory of god into the lives of people receive your blessings receive blessings for your next level Receive favor. I pray that God will give unto you this week grain. By grain, I call forth for uncountable blessings. Receive uncountable blessings in the precious name of Jesus. The Lord said, I will send unto you not only grain, but I will send unto you wine. Receive wine. By wine, God means sweetness. He means gladness and joy. Receive joy in Jesus' name. And I speak forth. Oil. Oil means favor. What you don't qualify for, may the Lord qualify you in Jesus' precious name. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Well, put your hands together for the Lord, somebody.